And, you know, in the last 20 years, I've now been blessed to actually travel around the world several times because there's what's called a financial freedom formula. And what that means is it's when your passive income, money working for you instead of you, is greater than your um, expenses, you're now technically financially free. I believe that the greatest gift anyone can give this planet, Antoine, is to be yourself. Welcome to the Billboard Podcast, a safe space where personal growth meets self-love and spirituality. In here, we hold conscious and sometimes controversial conversations between open-minded souls as we believe in the power of sharing wisdom while remaining a curious student of life. I'm your host, Antoine Billboard, conscious content creator, spiritual influencer, and trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. In these episodes, I will open up about my own healing journey and how we can all contribute to the creation of a better world by raising human consciousness. Let's awaken the matrix within the matrix. What's going on, gorgeous CEO? Welcome or welcome back to your CEO Self podcast. If you're watching from YouTube, welcome back to my channel. And if it's your first time, welcome. In this house, we love to talk about self-optimization, how to optimize our CEO potential, which is essentially just daily consciously choosing to tap into how our our highest self, our highest potential, and really aligning with what our soul is here to be doing today on this planet, at all times, actually. And for today, I feel so inspired because I'm the one who's editing this episode, and I'm just, I just felt so inspired to film and record this intro. Oh, my friend just texted me 555. Ah, I love when they send me angel numbers. Apologies for this interruption. I felt so inspired because I myself edited the podcast, which is something I don't usually do since hiring a team. And um, well, first of all, I wanted to take some time to let you guys know that my team is expanding. I actually welcomed a couple new team members, including a project manager, and she's just absolutely amazing. Shout out to Roxanne. You are such a wonderful help. I don't know what I would be doing without you. And Zhao, my editor, thank you. You're not going to be listening to this unless you listen to the episode, because as I said, I'm the one editing. But um, shout out to you guys. Thank you for being such amazing members of your CEO team. And now back to your CEO self podcast. So today I'm interviewing Mr. Robert Raymond Riopel, Triple R, as we call him in the show. This man, ladies and gentlemen, is just brilliant. He says he's not brilliant. He surrounds himself with brilliant people to complement where he personally falls short in his business and his life. But I think he's brilliant. He's so humble and inspiring and he knows how to see the light in people and inspire them to their greatest potential and that's truly something i want for myself as well and he comes across as such a curious youthful playful person like that's something we talked about in this conversation like the power of play and how to fully be in the present moment and when you play it's exactly that 
you're so deeply immersed in the present moment that it's like nothing else exists but exactly what you're doing. So when you're playing with kids and recording this episode with Robert was exactly that. It was like we were so in the flow, in the zone. And we talked about business, how to get out of debt, how to get financially independent, but also how to always be growing and learning. And for me, as a teacher, and I think Robert also identifies with the teacher archetype when it comes to entrepreneurship. He qualifies himself as a trainer, but I very much see myself as a teacher. I thought I was a coach for the longest time. However, I thrive when I get to enrich people with knowledge and enrich myself with knowledge and share and exchange. And I love the podcast for that exact reason. I get to share and solidify and expand my knowledge and my consciousness by learning new things. And I think one of the greatest qualities of a great teacher is to never stop learning. The best teachers are the best students. And it's something that held me back for so long in my life. Like I always felt this feeling of inadequacy, of always needing to learn more before I could start talking and teaching. This imposter syndrome, if you will. But I learned and Robert reaffirmed it today that there's no better thing than just jumping, going all in. And if you fail, you fail and it's okay. And you get back up and you keep going. And that's how you learn. There is no better teacher, no pun intended, than your environment. We live in a 3D physical world. We learn by, you know, going places, talking to people. We can learn all we want in the books, but it's not only until we apply the knowledge that it becomes embodied, it becomes wisdom. And that's how I personally learn and thrive through learning and teaching. And yeah, today's conversation with Robert is going to be an expansion of everything I just said. We're going to go a lot more into depth. We're going to talk about money, business, how to get out of debt, which was really, really cool because Robert brought something called the financial freedom formula, which we're going to dive into in a couple seconds. And we also talk about a lot more like meditation and the mindfulness and how to connect with people. So there's a lot to talk about in this episode, and I'm sure you're going to find some value. But before we get started, I would so very much appreciate if you give if you shared your love for the show, if you find value in these episodes, if you're back for another one, well, first of all, thank you so much. I am so grateful that you're here. So please don't hesitate to give the show a five-star rating and review if you're listening on the podcast world. And if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to hit the thumbs up button. It always helps me so, 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 so much. Leave a comment, share your best favorite part. If something strikes your curiosity, if you want to share your thoughts in the comments down below, I always love to reply and engage and have a conversation down there. And if you find value in these episodes, well, subscribe because the show is being updated every single week. I'm going to have some solo episodes very soon because I love to talk about myself and I feel like I have neglected this part of me who likes to express and share openly and vulnerably about what I'm going through. And I feel like it's going to be a way for me to kind of journal and share a little bit more about you guys. And again, I'm going on a tangent. Like, subscribe, comment, engage later down further down this conversation if something strikes you. And for now, without further ado, let's dive right into today's conversation with Robert Raymond Realpal. I 
am very interested in your path to financial freedom because a lot of the listeners are young entrepreneurs, um, business owners, really in infancy stages and viewing the condition of the world, the economy, it is worrying. Yeah, just just tell us about like you're a business owner, entrepreneur, app developer. You've you've trained and worked with one of the most inspirational speakers in this day and age. So tell us about your journey. Like, how did Triple R came to be Triple R? Did you have a um, rock bottom moment? Was it a steady uphill slope? And what was a catalyst moment in your life that really allowed you to have the lifestyle that you have today? Yeah, well, you know, the way I look at it is I'm only up to triple R. I haven't made it to triple X yet, which means I still have a lot of growth to do. And uh, and that's actually, you know, even though we joke about it, Antoine, that's actually the kind of the key is one of the things. And, and I want your listeners to hear this right off the bat is never stop growing. And, and we're going to talk about that during your and my chat, because uh, if people go to me all the time, you know, how do I do what you do? And my answer to them is, if you want to do what I do, you've got to do what I do behind the scenes the unsexy boring as hell monotonous work and which most of that is personal growth working on me because the moment yes. i quit working on me i'm done and so but look to me when i was younger and i'd say about your age because you look way too young is almost 17. Stuff. right right <laughs> now i won't ask what anniversary of your 17th though <laughs> and when, when I was younger, though, to me, someone came to me and, I, and, and to date myself, my brother-in-law, he said, look, I've got this 24 cassette tapes by this guy called Tony Robbins. You've got to mm. listen to it. <laughs> and when he brought it to me, I'm like, hell no, that's too woo-woo. That's too way out there for me because that's wow. the space I was in. Here in Alberta, I was taught, look, you, your number one priority is take care of your family. That means you find a job that pays you the most you can get and is secure. And Which are good values. But it yeah. is, but the part they added though was whether you like the job or not. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you enjoy it, you do it to yeah. support your family. Money over and, everything. And, yeah, and I've been actually, I've been uh, working since a very young age. Now, I'll give you an example of that. Pass some of that moonshine over here. Oh, that probably wasn't <laughs> moonshine. <laughs> it's not even the stampede yet. <laughs> no, that's right. That's next week. Can't wait. Um, to give you an example of how young I was working, and this I do not recommend for anybody to do, and I don't know how many families would even think of this anymore, but take a guess, when I was 11 years old, what I did for a summer job at the age of 11. Uh, what do I go for? You sold illegal substances. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thank goodness not that. No, actually, at, at 11, Monday to Friday for eight hours a day, I was babysitting three children. Now I, I was only thought. 11 and I was only 11 and one of them was still, you know, an infant, like six or seven months old. And that included having to make lunch for them and have dinner ready for when their parents got home. So, you know, it was always about how do you make money? If you want any money on your own, you have to go earn it. And mm -hmm. so that's what I did growing up. Now, all of a sudden, by the time I'm 21, I'm a newlywed. And all of a sudden I'm being laid off from the third real job, as I considered at the time, third real job. And I'm going, wait a second, I'm working hard. I'm staying loyal. Why do they keep shutting these places down and I'm getting laid off? Mm. And one of the lessons I got from that, thank goodness, was that no matter how big the company is, I'm just another number. Right. And if I wanted any kind of success, I had to take control of that success myself. So that was a good learning curve right there. Mm. And at the time here in Alberta, we were in a depression. And so our oil prices were way down. I couldn't find that real job. So I decided to do something as a newlywed, take care of my family, 
do something till I found a real job. And I started delivering pizzas for Domino's Pizza. And because of my work ethic, within mm-hmm. a few months, I became a manager. My wife became my assistant. And next thing you know, we're working open to close seven days a week because we know how to work hard. And we're loving what we're doing. We're together, which makes it work, you know, 70, 80, 90 hours a week. And a year and a half in, all of a sudden we're being faced with that thing again of my franchisee comes in and goes, guess what? I'm selling the two stores. I'm getting out of Domino's Pizza. And I went into fear mode because I, we had watched enough stores around us get sold that we knew the managers were the first ones let go because the new owners came in with their new management team. They wanted to do it their way. And so now it wasn't going to just be me losing the income. Both my wife and I are going to lose yeah. our incomes, which was terrifying. Now, and I want your audience to understand something. I am not brilliant. I, I have, I've been um, brilliant enough to have great people around me because mm. my reaction was, oh my God, what are we going to do? We better talk to the other franchisees in Calgary because that's where we were at the time. And we need to find out who needs a manager. What store can we start managing? And I'm blowing off steam and my wife's listening to me and I, I finish and she looks at me and she's like, are you done? And I'm like, what do you mean <laughs> am I done? And she says, you're not done. Keep going. So I keep you know, blowing off steam. And when I'm done, she goes, are you done now? I'm like, yeah, fine. I'm done. And she's like, first of all, wrong answer. I'm mm. like, what do you mean wrong answer? She goes, we're not going to go and find another job. She said, we're qualified to be franchisees and we're 23 at the time. And she goes, we're qualified to be franchisees. Why don't we buy this store? And I looked at, at her like she was off her rockers. I'm like, because we don't have any money. That's why we don't buy this store. Like, hello. <laughs> and my wife, who is youngest of five, raised by a single mother. She was taught you'd find a way. Yeah. And so we started figuring out if we wanted to buy a business and had no money, how do we do that? And we made a lot of mistakes. Something else I want your audience to get. Don't be afraid of mistakes. That's where some of your greatest lessons come from. I know. And every time we made a mistake, I'd like, I'm done. And my wife like, no, let's adjust. And so we'd figure out what did we say that was wrong? What did we say that was right? We'd adjust, we'd go again. And after five, about five months, we had enough confidence to go to our own bank. We knew what to say, what not to say. Hmm. We got a chance to sit down with the business manager and he didn't end up financing the store for us. He actually gave us one hundred percent financing for both the stores my franchisee had for sale and it was like oh we're franchisees we've wow. got it made yeah made it happen hey, wrong no? answer oh. <laughs> no. we knew how to run a store antoine but we didn't know how to run a business and right there's a world of difference between the two yeah yeah it's different between you know owning a business and owning a job yeah. And, and so we knew how to do the day to day. Here's how you make a pizza. Here's how you keep customers happy. But we didn't know about accounting. We didn't know about all, you know, okay, we knew we were paying the rent, but how do you make that work? And for two years, we struggled. And again, just a lot of learning. And then when we started kind of figuring it out, we started doing pretty well. But both coming from very poor backgrounds, we also started going, hey, we're starting to make money. We're successful. We're 25. We need to keep up with the Joneses. And we started spending more money than we we're earning. And over the next six years, by the time we were franchisees for eight years, we end up now over $150,000 in personal debt and going down quickly. And that's when we actually were finally ready to listen to personal development. And so then we finally went to a three-day training and we learned why we were in debt. More importantly, we learned to take ownership of our debt. Right. You see, I was really good at blaming other people. Yeah, they lost my investment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. all that, right? And then we also look, learned specific skills that if we didn't want to be in debt, how to get out of it. And when we left that training, we put things into action. 
which is another big thing that most people miss. They forget to take action. It's like, oh yeah, great information, great information. Oh yeah, this changed my life. And then it's like, what would you do with it? Oh, I'm supposed to do something with it? (laughs) Shocking. Um, (laughs) And because we put it into action, all of a sudden we were able to go from that $150,000 in debt to actually being retired completely financially free nine months later at the age of 32. Wow, still within the same franchise. Yeah, well, we were we sold our last. It wasn't the Domino's that got us um, financially free. We Something knew else. one of the reasons we were in debt. We were now actually not enjoying Domino's. And I'm a big believer. If you don't enjoy doing what you're doing, do something else. So at um, the day we sold our last store and, and the new owners took o- um, over, that was one, the day we actually technically became financially free. But it wasn't the sale of the store that made us financially free. It just got rid of more debts for us so that passive income, something we'd been learning about, now exceeded our expenses each month and so we now had the freedom where we didn't have to work if we didn't want to and that's kind of that was the transition point there where also now it's like wow that worked if this Mm. little information from three days gave us this result what would more learning do and that's where i became my wife and i spent the next two and a half years learning from every single master we could Mm. because here's another belief don't just learn one way don't just learn from one person so we started learning from like Robert Kiyosaki, Mark Victor Hansen, Jack Canfield, um, my Zen teacher, and this is where, definitely where I wanna have a conversation with you because she taught me so much, Sherry Huber, a phenomenal, phenomenal woman out of uh, California. And also the more we grew us, also that's when I found my passion, which was to train. And you know, in the last 20 years, I've now been blessed to actually travel around the world several times and personally train over half a million people in seminars, anywhere from 100 people to 6,000 at a time, three to five days at a time, up to 12 hours a day on stage for me. And just wow. having a blast doing what I love. Yeah, and well, COVID changed all that, but you know, we've had to reinvent. And that's yeah. another one, that's another great lesson for your audience. Don't be afraid to reinvent. Two very, very powerful words my wife and I use in our life. And if people are taking notes while they're listening to this, if you're driving, don't take notes. Just make a mental note to listen again and take it later. But the words are, what's next? Because most people, and again, when I used to play in the victim role, it was like, oh my, why me? Why? This is not fair. But then all of a sudden when I get through that and I go, huh, what's next? So example, March 10th, 2020. I'm on a 16 hour flight. Yeah, I'm on a 16 hour flight back from India. I had just finished doing a powerful three day training. While I'm in the air, the world changed for us in Canada. That was kind of the time when it changed for us. We land, they won't let us come up to the gate And when they finally do, there's two customs agents at the door checking our passports as we're coming off the plane. And I went from doing over 200,000 miles a year around the world traveling, inspiring thousands and thousands of lives every year to zero miles. Not sure how long it's gonna last, what's gonna go on. And I went through two weeks roughly of being the victim, made myself physically ill, what's this COVID thing? You know, this is how powerful your mind is. And when my wife and I started realizing what we're doing to ourselves, we then said, okay, what's next? And we've, mm. over the last two and a half years, gone through a full reinvent. One of the things that when we asked that question was, we, I'm, I'm blessed, Antoine and I live on a very beautiful acreage that my wife and I bought four years ago. And we bought it with the intention of someday building on a training center so that I wouldn't have to travel as much. And so my wife said, well, why don't we build the training center? And of course, now all the what if scenarios come up. Yeah, but how long is this gonna last? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how much revenue? Because all my live events are being canceled. So, you know, thank goodness I have other businesses, but it's like, this is our main cash flow. And all these what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. So two more very powerful words. 
all in, all Ooh. in. And because one of the things I've noticed for people is one of the things that holds them back is they always have that plan B. Yeah. Well, I'll give it this, but just in case. And where do you think yeah. your mind's going to go? It's going to yeah, go my dad. My dad yeah. always asked me, but what do you have a plan B in case it doesn't work? I'm like, I don't want it to not work. This is That's it. Right. This yep. is it. And if it yep. doesn't work, I'll find the next thing. Like, as you're saying, what's next? That's exactly it. And so today I'm sitting here. It took about a, almost a year and a half, but I'm sitting in my office that's attached to my house. And I've got, we built a 2,400 square foot training center onto our property attached to our house. And tomorrow or tonight, technically my time when we're recording it at 1 a.m. as an example, I'll be in my 1,500 square foot, the actual training room. And I set it up as a Zoom room. And I'm going to have about a thousand students from around the world. And I'm going to have my video walls where I'm going to watch because I'll have English speaking and I'll have Chinese speaking. So wow. I'm going to set half the uh, monitors to be able to see the students that are English speaking, half the monitors to see the students that are Chinese. And I'm going to be doing a full three day training this weekend, eight hours a day for the next three days wow. and having a blast. So now, and I'll have probably about 30 plus countries being represented, whereas I would have had to travel 30 countries to do that. Now I'm going to be able to do it in one shot still impact lives but nothing will replace live trainings so i'm excited like in december i head to india again my first real live full-on three-day training and i'll head to india and do a great three-day training there so lots of mm. stuff going on yes a lot of things are reopening and um reinventing themselves which is amazing and uh, but i want to talk to the piece of the debts like how does yeah. one gets into debts <laughs> Well, um, it's, well, I'll phrase it like this. What gets, and it's been my experience watching people all over the world, it's people buying what they want, not realizing there's two kind of wants. There's ego wants. I want it now, instant gratification. I want to keep up with, you know, I want to have a boat like they have or a car like they have. And then there's the true wants. What is it I truly, truly desire, would love to have in my life? Mm. And um, it's that instant gratification versus long-term thinking. So my wife and I got in debt because all of a sudden, hey, um, we're successful now. Our one store is in a resort community. It was just outside of Kelowna, BC. And it's like, so we're in a resort community. We got the Okanagan Lake. We should have a boat. We mm. live on the lake. We should have a boat. So we bought a boat. Now the stupid part was our busy season for that store was boating season. So the boat never got used. It sat in our driveway looking awesome, but never got used. But hey, yeah. we had a boat with all the expenses. Um, hey, successful people have two vehicles, at least. So we had two vehicles. While we were always working together in the store, using one vehicle, why did we need two vehicles? <laughs> so we had all these expenses that of stuff that we thought we wanted, but they were ego wants. Mm -hmm. And when we learned that if we wanted to have financial freedom, we had to knock our expenses down. We had to really choose to simplify our life because there's what's called a financial freedom formula. And what that means is, it's when your passive income, money working for you instead of you, is greater than your um, expenses, you're now technically financially free. Because yeah. even if you're not working, you have enough money coming in to pay for that. And so the hardest thing we did to get into the nine months of creating financial freedom, people are like, oh my God, you created wealth, you created millions. And we're like, nope. We created enough money. We ended up coming across two passive incomes, but we took and made the hard decisions. What don't we need right mm -hmm. now? Yeah. That if we were to get rid of it and the expense, it would allow us to knock that down. And so we sold the boat, we sold one of the vehicles. 
And we were willing to take and make that hard, those hard decisions because also nine months later, those two passive incomes had grown enough that now we're technically, and I want your audience to really listen to this. Technically, we were financially free. Were we wealthy? No, we were financially free. That's the thing. But there was an unexpected golden nugget that we never anticipated. And that was this. One of the things I believe your greatest commodities is your time. And Antoine, would you agree? Time is very precious, right? I would agree. It's one of my most, yeah, precious asset. Yeah. Time and, and energy. If I, was, if I was to sit there and say, hey, what? You know what? I'm, I'm this aerodynamic genie in front of you right now. And <laughs> magically, I'm going to gift you 40 or 50 hours a week extra to do with whatever you want. Can mm. you think of stuff you'd do with that time? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? So all of a sudden, the financial freedom gave us that golden nugget of having time freedom. See, up until that point, we were working 60, 70, 80 mm -hmm. hours a week, just earning a living. And now that we're financially free, we didn't have to work. So all of a sudden that time became freed up. And all of a sudden we said, wow, we've got all this free time. What are we going to do with ourselves? We started to learn a lot more. We became yep. avid, avid students. We volunteered a lot because oh, wow. and, you know, yes. I'm going to tell you, I'm a procrastinator. I don't know if you know anybody else that's a procrastinator. <laughs> yeah, right? A lot of people are going like this right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, for, for me, that saying, your environment is stronger than your willpower is so true. I knew if I let myself be out of the energy for too long, I'd go back to my old non-supportive ways. Yeah. So my wife and I volunteered at every training and event we could, A, to give back, but B, to be in the energy. And then C, we mm. said, what if we take 10 of those hours? just 10 of those hours each week, and we focus on creating our wealth, all of a sudden now wealth creation became so easy. So my recommendation to your audience, this is a big one that I've seen sabotage people's success. They go, I'm stressed financially, I wanna become a millionaire or multimillionaire. And they try to leap to that. And they're wondering why they're stressed because they're trying to do it while they're just trying to make ends meet. So my suggestion is work on getting financially free first. Yeah, so that's basically just breaking even with the expensive mm -hmm. with monthly passive income. Yeah, yeah. Which is technically very fairly doable as, you know, yes. I cut my rent, I cut like I cut so much after the pandemic. I came back yep. to my parents to become an avid student too. I wanted to learn a lot. But if I look at my budget, it's a couple hundreds. I can passively make a couple hundreds. Yes. See, and then when you also have the time freedom, because you know your expenses are being covered, but people go, they go into their ego. That's what they do, Anton. They go in their ego. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. Okay, struggle for the rest of your freaking life. <laughs> be my or guest. be willing to humble yourself enough. Because today, I have a lifestyle so many people wish they could have. Because we made those hard decisions for a little while, today I could own any boat that I want, but I've also realized it's actually for how much I actually use a boat it's cheaper to go rent one the style I need a brand new one that I don't have to maintain to rent it for the day or two days or three days that I need when I need it instead of trying to own it with all the expenses yeah. you know same with a car whatever it is and so having that time freedom so go for financial freedom first free up your valuable time and then focus on creating the wealth without the stress of but how am I making a living and mm. watch how much easier that wealth creation will come to you Wow. Are you able to share a little bit of that process? 
Yep. I'd never known what passive income was before. Had never heard of it. So I had none. And mm. we had tons of debts. <laughs> so we would never create financial freedom. So when we started learning what um, passive income was, and there's two types. One is investment income. So uh, crypto, everybody loves crypto now. That's an investment income. You, you know, but do your homework. That's Don't just thing. sit there and toss money at it. Take responsibility for your investments. Learn about it, whatever it is. So money working for you is one style. And that's where you're getting anything that gives you an interest back that your money's working for you. Um, then, but the most powerful one is called passive business income. Now picture this, imagine, I want you to visualize this in your house, okay? I want you to see this. You have a room. You walk into that room and it's shelf upon shelf of little machines spitting money out at you. Mm. Would you like to have that kind of room in your house? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's called a passive business income. That's where you can take any business, systemize it, remove yourself from it so that the business is working for you instead of you working in it. Mm -hmm. uh, a great example of that is when my wife and I went through the training, we still had one of our Domino's pizzas. We sold one out of stress. And at the time, I thought the guy took um, advantage of us because, you know, there was time delays, renegotiation, price um, renegotiation, all this. And we went through so much stress. Looking back, though, I realized we la allowed him to treat us that way. So I don't put the energy on him. I'm going to take ownership that we put out the energy of desperation. We allowed that to happen. And so we still had one store left. And my wife and I decided, well, we're out of Domino's. So either the store, we're gonna, it's going to sell or it's going to be systemized where we don't have to work for it in it anymore. Our there team's going to run it and we're going to make an income from it. And the moment we put that mindset into our place, this was a store that nobody wanted to buy because they couldn't expand anywhere around it. So they'd become like a one store franchisee. And so that made it an, a store that people didn't really want. So we didn't have anybody who wanted to buy it. So that's why he said, well, you know what, then we systemize it becomes passive and we'll figure out what our next passion is, blah, 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 blah. Well, the moment we put out the energy that one way or the other, we're out of Domino's pizza, not one, not two, but also three people wanted our store. And it is was it a what? total energy shift Wow! because we had changed our energy, it had nothing to do with the store. We had changed our energy. Yes. And that's where Tony Robbins comes back in. Yeah, like the, the yeah. energy you put out into the world. So can you speak to that? Like how it was for you and your, is she your wife? Yes. Yeah. Well, you and your wife. This at the beginning of this month, we celebrated our 33rd wedding anniversary. So congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Um, probably the biggest shift for us is we went to a 2002, we went to a four day Zen retreat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, cause again, that was too woo woo for me at the time. But then as I started learning that to me, it, it was one of the most amazing four days. We were in a beautiful resort in a place called Blue River, British Columbia, where during the summertime, and we spent four days and Antoine, I don't know if you can picture this, four days of me not speaking. Oh, it was a silent retreat. It was. My oh wife my was God. in bliss. <laughs> what and kept your mouth shut? It was just the context of the training. It was about introspection. It was about meditation. It was about learning about Zen principles. And our Zen master, Sherry Huber, amazing, amazing woman. So she's taken us through all these meditations and all that. And I was getting a lot and I was learning, but my mind kept coming up with a question. And I, at night we could ask, had a session where we could ask questions and I didn't have the courage to ask the question, but someone else mm. did. And as soon as they did, I'm like, 
<laughs> right? I'm ready for this answer. I want to know too. Yeah. And the woman asked, she said, Sherry, you know, in this beautiful surroundings, in this space, meditating's easy. It was at a pause. <laughs> I was just wondering what the, because you're drinking, I was waiting for ventriloquism to happen or something. <laughs> People on YouTube have contacts, but like for those listening, I was holding a finger up, but I was just like, it was a, it was like you, like you pointing yeah, at that yeah. question. I, I yeah. know where you're going and I want you to unfold it all. Perfect. So, um, yeah, cause she said, you know, but when I go home, I got family, I got business, I got kids, kids. around. I yeah. can't sit there and, and sit there for 20 minutes and go, um, she goes, it just isn't going to happen. How do I meditate? And Sherry's answer actually changed my life. What she said is meditation is nothing more than being present. She said, so anything that you're doing in your day-to-day -day activities where you're actually fully present in that moment, she said, you're meditating. Play is also that. Play is like the act of being fully immersed in the very activity you're doing without yes. having any resistance to it. And yeah. there was a meme I saw on Instagram. There was this guy meditating in a beautiful room and the text above him was saying, oh, I can't meditate right now. There's a fly in the room. And then the next picture was somebody meditating in the middle of traffic in New York. Yep. And, and, and so a great example of that, have you ever been to India or Thailand? I have. And, and <laughs> if you've been in Thai traffic, you know how insane that traffic is. Yes. You're actually, the drivers have to be meditating. You know, I, I came up with an acronym and I said, success is like driving a car in India. So I love, whenever I get to a new country, I love to just go and get on public transit and get lost. Before anybody knows who I am, I want to just go experience the culture. And so I hop in this little auto rickshaw, a little tuk-tuk, and I'm driving along and I'm watching how it's like, you talk about, wizardly and wizard work how all these thousands and thousands of vehicles are utilizing every inch of space without getting upset without bumping into each other without mm -hmm. you know mouthing each other off their horns aren't meant for anger it's just like beep beep i'm behind you so you're aware it's an awareness device and all of a sudden i realized that success is like driving in a in a, a car in india because use the word car as an acronym first of all you have to have confidence Ooh. confidence if you don't have confidence in India, you're in an accident, like total, because it's so flowing. The mm. A stands for awareness. You've got to be aware of your surroundings. That's being meditative mode right there. And so when you're there, all of a sudden they see five inches of space that they go and they utilize. And right. again, without anger, without anything, and they're just flowing and everybody yeah. just doing what they do. And then the R stands for, you have to be able to re respond. Because if someone's coming into your space, you don't get upset and hit them. You just respond, you move. They, they beep, you just respond. And so that to me is one of the most meditating places in the world, because if you can drive a vehicle and, and, and Antoine, I know you've experienced this. You're having a conversation with someone. And even though they're there with you personally, you know, their mind's a thousand miles away. Yeah. Like on that hair that was floating around, right? <laughs> it was a mosquito. So if you're truly present, like you and I are present right now with each other. Are we aware of what's going on around us? Yes, but because we're actually present here right now for your audience, helping assist in any way we can, we're both meditating. And so now my daily goal is how much of the day can I spend meditating? Right. How much of the day can I actually be present what I'm doing? When I was traveling around the world, if my wife wasn't with me, one of our daily rituals is no matter how tired I am, 
even if I get off the stage at midnight, before I go to sleep, we have at least five minutes together on the phone using FaceTime. And I love FaceTime because now it's not just hearing the person's voice, you actually get to see their, their face while you're talking to them. And while we're doing this, in five minutes, if we're truly present, that's all we need. Even if that was our only connection for the day, because we were truly present with each other. And it takes practice. And I want your audience to understand, don't think that you're gonna be perfect this right away. I mm -hmm. still have to practice. And so one of the codes my wife and I have for each other, if we're on a call like this, and we notice the other one drifting, that their mind's going somewhere else, that they're disconnecting, we don't get upset, we don't freak out, we simply say, come back to me. And when mm. we say that, that's the signal to the other person like, oh yeah, hi. And now they're present again. So yeah. it's, it's about nurturing yourself that way, not instantly going to frustration. We put our, our, our predictions and our um, interpretations on what's going on, whether it's true or not. And it mm -hmm. also becomes true to us. Well, why didn't they call me back? They didn't call because of this and this and this and this. And also That's when the person gets a hold get of up. you, they turn around and they go, I am so sorry. I was you know, in an area where the cell service dropped. And you, you can tell if there's authenticity or not, right? But all of a sudden things get escalated and worse because it's like, well, you said it, no, 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 no. And without seeing it from their perspective. Mm -hmm. you know, as a trainer, one of the greatest gifts any trainer can give their audience is to put themselves in the audience's space. Not, hey, right. I'm on the stage, I'm everything, you're in the audience, obviously you're nothing. It's like, you know, and I'll give you an example. Within 10 minutes of being, me being on a stage, one of the first things I do is I come down off the stage. I on purpose find someone who's taller than I am, which is not hard. I'm gravitationally challenged, five foot six, right? And so I'll find someone who's really tall and ask them to assist me. I have them stand up. We'll look at the camera so that they can see us on the jumbo screens. And I'll say to the audience, I want you to notice something. I am short. And usually when I say that, I get a good chuckle from the audience. I thank the person, I have them sit down. And then I turn back to the audience and I'll say, now, why did I tell you that? I want you to understand that just because I'm on the stage doesn't make me any better than you. Mm-hmm. Is it possible I may know something you don't? Yes, that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. But isn't it also true every single one of you knows something I don't? Mm -hmm. So I'm here to learn as much from you this weekend as you're going to learn from me. And when I set that context right in the beginning, you could see like the in a, lot, a big part of the room because it's not like, well, he's the guru, he's everything. It's like, no, I'm just a human being. Yeah, so, so many people go to these convention with a broken mindset. They think they're broken, they have something missing, but in fact, maybe it's just something that wasn't turned on within them or that, that remained turned off for too, way too long. That's and right. you're just you're just there to be the light, to be the guide and be like, hey, here's what you're capable of. Let me remind you of who you really are. Yes. So this is why I love coaching because it's a mutual thing. Yes, you're, there's a, a financial exchange because we're exchanging energy. Yes. But personally, and so many people, I learn by teaching. That's how I learn the most. It forces me <laughs> to remind myself knowledge. These podcasts are also a great platform for me to, you know, solidify what I know and exchange with other people but i learned so much from my clients because i'm the one walking away like you you are the coach <laughs> my mm -hmm. client is a coach mm -hmm. one of my mentoring students yesterday we were doing our weekly call multi multi multi-millionaire he he does mentoring um trainings on his 54 foot yacht in miami with his students 
because he wants to show him how to truly live the life that the meaningful life he he calls himself a god-made millionaire because everything he's done he's done through his belief and his faith and his family and also we're on the call and at the end he's like hey have you heard about this technology and this technology here's how it's working for me and here's what my assistants are doing and i'm like dang and I, i'm taking notes i'm now the student yeah. because i'm like I can use that. And my mind's already going with, how am I going to utilize this? How's this going to work? I love this. This is perfect. And mm -hmm. so that's exactly it. And that's why when you're interacting with people, you never know who you're interacting with. Mm -hmm. But if you're closed minded to, well, here's who I am. You're nothing. You're going to miss the brilliance and the people that you actually are surrounded by. And so every audience I'm in front of, my mindset is, you know, I never know who's in this audience. So I'm just going to keep being me. I'm going to let them be them. Yeah. And I hope that something I'm able to teach them assists them. And that's kind of the way I, I come from it is I'm not there to be the all knowing because I'm not, I'm just me. That's all I can be. And so yeah. I have fun. I'm a goofball when I'm on stage. Oh, you better believe I have fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and I believe there's way too many serious people on this planet. Way too, way many. too many. Yeah. And life's too short not to have fun. And mm -hmm. so I can even deliver the most serious training, but bring a little bit of into it and a little bit of humor into it. And kind of going back to something that you said, you triggered in me a formula that I live by. And it's called learn, because you, when you learn something, you go to a deeper level, do it, it goes to a deeper level, teach it. That takes yes. another way. Oh, right? there you go, yeah. And then once you teach, what do you do? Learn again. So it's learn, do, teach, learn, do, teach. If someone really wants to be successful in life, if they utilize those three steps, watch what's possible. It's absolutely, mm. it'll blow your mind. Well, hello, gorgeous CEO. I hope you're finding value in this episode with Rob. I'm having so much fun re-listening to it, and I hope you are as well. If you want to take even more value outside of this episode, you can learn even more from Rob by buying his book, Success Left a Clue. The book is available on Amazon. Over the course of his career and during his extensive travels around the world, Robert noticed that success has left clues everywhere. There are insights that people like himself have come to learn through experience and trial and error that they know pass on to those who follow, allowing others to bypass obstacles and obtain results sooner. And that's exactly what you get with his book, Success Left a Clue. You're going to learn about all of the clues Rob has come across during his path to self-made entrepreneur and becoming a world-class stage speaker so if you want to get your hand on a copy of this book simply follow the link in the show notes again hit the link in the show notes to buy robert left a clue <laughs> to buy success left a clue by robert raymond Riopel. and now without further ado let's resume today's episode if you don't like what's on your feed change it this is the greatest example of law of attraction in the world. If you want to know why I mean, yeah. you've got on your feed, what you've got, if you're getting pissed off, because all of a sudden it's like, why is this person talking about that again? And I'm going to write him a nasty comment because I don't believe that. Well, you don't realize you're actually spurring more of that to come to your feed because yeah. you've responded and reacted to it. So what we <laughs> say is when you slow your scroll, if, if, and, and this is an experiment, watch. And I want your audience to do this. Watch how this can happen, how quickly it can happen. If there's something that doesn't interest me, I go through it quickly. But if there's something that I like, 
I slow my scroll. So that is tracking that I'm looking at it longer. And I don't just like posts. I put hearts on the posts. I show that I love the post. And all of a sudden my feed instantly within minutes starts changing and starts bringing me more of what I'm actually wanting to see because that's go. where I'm putting my energy. You you gained your power of the, the algorithm. So many people are like, oh, I don't want this, but you made it your own. You made it, yeah. you used it to craft something, an environment that makes you happy. And that's right. this is a question that I have, and this is something that I'm personally wondering about. Whoever is in charge of technology, I think there is something that they're trying to replicate, and that is consciousness. I would see that, absolutely. Yeah. Consciously, how many people just go and, and they waste hours on their social media doing nothing. But if you're actually conscious about what you're doing, you open up a whole universe of what's possible. Mm -hmm. And you talk about instead of attracting the people into you that will fight you and see things the different way and, and you know, argue with you, all of a sudden you can attract the people in your life that go, hey, I like the way you look at things. Maybe we do something together. Maybe we joint venture. Hey, what about being part of this mastermind? And all of a sudden you consciously, now dragons, as I call them, and my friend call them, dragons will come in and try and test you. Yeah. It'll try and test you. You know, it'll come in to try to test your beliefs and it'll either grab you because all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, that's crap. And instantly you get more of it. Or you go, mm. hmm, interesting. Tried to distract me. Thank you very much. I'm going back to what I really believe in. And when you stay focused, don't try to change others. Work on you. That's going to be the greatest thing you can do on this planet. I'm Amen. even, and, and this is coming, and I want your audience to understand this. This is coming from a world-class people pleaser right here. All my life, grew up being a people pleaser. And the moment I realized is, you know what? I'm just me. I, this is the greatest gift I can give the world. And mm. I started noticing how much time, energy, money, frustration I had been spending on trying to be someone else to please other people, to be something they wanted me to be. I believe that the greatest gift anyone can give this planet, Antoine, is to be yourself. And so, because when you're you, one of two things is gonna happen. Either people are gonna like you for the way you are, or they're not. And if they like you for the way you are, that's awesome. If they don't like you for the way you are, that's awesome. Because the weight that came off my shoulders was these people that wanted me to be something else, that energy I was wasting on them, if I actually focus on being me, I'm blown away every day by the people attracted to my energy, not wanting me to change, just loving me for who I am. What a refreshing space that is to be. Yeah. Totally refreshing. And that ripples. You inspire yes. other people. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's it. See, you don't realize every person that you're around, whether you talk to them or not, your energy, you're putting off an energy constantly. And either it's affecting people while you live in your greatness, being authentic, that mm -hmm. affects people, helps lift them up, or you infect them by playing a mediocre game. Yeah. Whether you talk to them or not. Think about a parent. You know, they're sitting there, and my parents always said, Robert, you can do anything you want to do. But yet what they were modeling for me was us moving around as kids from place to place to place because my parents were taking any job they could get just to feed the family because mm. that's what they felt they had to do. Watch them have miserable jobs. But on one point they're saying, yes, you can do whatever you want, but what they're modeling and the energy I always picked up is you yeah. do what is necessary to take care of your family. What do you think I modeled? I didn't model what they said in the beginning. I modeled what they were showing me, those nonverbal moments. The days my dad would be gone, you know, we, they bought a panel van 
because his job was uh, 150 kilometers away. So he'd drive up on the Sunday night, work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sleep in his van, drive home and be there Friday night, not really with us because he was so tired on the weekend. Mm. It was just him trying to sleep and get caught up. Then he'd leave again. That's what he modeled. Even though they're saying, Robert, you could do whatever you want. That's the difference right there. Yeah. And so be aware of what the energy you're putting out. Words and energy are two different things. And I kind of want to tie this with what we were talking about earlier with debts, the people pleasing. Mm -hmm. That was really real to me, like paying meals for everyone or buying shoes and buying clothes to look a certain way to be accepted. Major people pleaser here too, recovering. I always use the analogy of the mirror ball. Like I can be every virgin that you want for you tonight. If this doesn't shine bright enough, let me go a different way. So it yep. the, the life is reflected at you. But then when I break, it's in a million pieces. And I broke a yes. lot. I broke a lot of times. Are you and I related? Probably in a different life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, my family originally from Quebec area. So you never know. Some of the podcasts I love doing are the ones where it's just, we go wherever the conversation takes us. And, I agree. You know, yes, I'm known for helping people become an authority like you're doing with podcasts, you know, by writing books, stuff like that. That's my next book I'm writing. It's called The Authority Key. But the behind the scenes of and one of the reasons I was looking forward mm. to this interview is what does it really take? And, and being able to dive into the personal growth side, you know, it's not often I get to really dive into that of what it does take. And because and, I, I never want people to bl- think it's going to be easy. They've got to work at it. It's a daily work. And you're working anyway, you're working hard anyway, it's just where are you putting your focus? And are you focusing on struggling and being frustrated and in pain? Or are you focusing on saying, what's the life I truly want to have? And mm. so being able to dive in that into that with you has just been such a blessing. So I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And you're right, like people get addicted to a lifestyle they hate. And it does require work to get out of that. I mean, it's not just when the spotlight's on you when you're on stage that you have to perform at your best. You really have to perform at your best with your family when you're in a bad mood. You know, it's behind closed doors, as you said. What's the saying? I want to end this with a saying. Sweat hard in practice and bleed less on the field. That's right. That's so true. Yeah. And, and that's it. You know, people go, Robert, you've now trained over half a million people. Train, you've done over $100 million in sales from the stage. You've Im- um, impacted millions of lives because it's not just people in your audience. They go home and they impact the people around them. And it's not a ripple effect. And here's what I'm not interested in, Antoine. I don't want to do a ripple effect. I want a freaking tsunami effect. I want to create <laughs> such a tsunami of change. Yes. That's what I, my goal is. They, that's where they come up to me and say that of how do I do what you do? And because I, I've trained thousands of trainers around the world, my number one thing is practice, practice, practice. You've got to put the blood, the sweat, the tears into it behind the scenes when nobody's watching you yes. so that when you are now on the stage or now, you know, impacting lives, you're not up here, you're in your heart and you're able to, you know, I, I've watched so many speakers and trainers. They're so caught in their head of this is how I do my talk every time they lost the audience. They don't realize they've lost the audience because they haven't been watching them. They haven't been connected because they've been in their head. And so if they can drop from their head to the heart and also now they're with their audience, that's why, you know, I, I've, uh, I think my one training, I had six different languages being translated simultaneously while I'm training. And it was a very intensive five day camp I was doing in Malaysia. So picture, I've got six different languages and people go, Robert, how many languages do you speak? And I'm like, I barely speak English. <laughs> I have amazing people 
who do translation. But yeah. because I'm not up here worried about it, I'm with my audience. I can notice this something I've said to someone in Vietnam, maybe they took it a different way because to them, that was an insult. And I make mistakes. Boy, do I make social mistakes in different for different countries a lot. So I apologize quickly, I learn and I adjust. And so I can watch my audience and I can see how the people from Vietnam are responding versus people from China, versus people from uh, Malaysia, versus people from America. And you know, I have bad jokes. All my jokes are bad anyway, but in some <laughs> countries they just don't translate at all. <laughs> you yeah. get this look. Yeah. Like, what does he say? <laughs> I, I, le I learned this trick from a friend. He said, Robert, if your translator doesn't understand your joke, tell them in advance that if there's ever a joke I tell and you just don't understand it, here's what I want you to translate to the audience. The trainer just told a joke, laugh, please. And <laughs> I, I know every time that happens because I get the biggest laugh out of the audience. So <laughs> you got to have fun. You got to have fun. Oh, you gotta have fun. Well, that's a beautiful way to end this conversation. I think everyone listening to this, myself included, will benefit of more fun, more joy, more play, and more just positive energy. And thank you so much for being such a, a goofball today on the show. I cannot wait for the people <gasps> to get to <laughs> see that and witness that today. We really were meditating together indeed. Now, Tell the people where they can find you if you have any special offer going on. Now is your time to let us know. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Antoine, I'm in my give back phase of my life. You know, I've had, led such a blessed life. And so what I'm telling people is, you know, my first book, Success Left a Clue, international best-selling book. If people simply go to my name, robertriopel.com, so R-O-B-E-R-T-R-I-O-P-E-L-M-O-U-S-E. Now, don't put that last part in, but just robertriopel.com. They're going to be able to download the entire digital copy of my book as our gift to them for taking their valuable time mm. to listen. Now, I will say, though, it does come with a caveat, and the caveat is this. I did not write this book for people to get the book, put it on the shelf, and make it shelf help. That's not why I wrote the book. Oh, good. You got my joke. Great. <laughs> um, in the book, I talk about six steps to change your life. Yes. Step number three, is you've got to take action. And so I wrote the book as a workbook where there's action steps all the way through. And oh, being the that. fun guy I am, I even will say in the beginning of a chapter, hey, did you do the last action? If not, stop reading right now. Go back, do the action before you continue reading. And in all sincerity, I'm going to make this promise to your audience. If they download the book as our gift, they download it, they read it, and they do the action steps, I guarantee they'll take their life to another level. I guarantee that. And also when they do that, they're going to actually have an opportunity that I'm doing for the last little bit of time here. They are going to be able to schedule in a one-on-one -on -one call with me at no cost, a one-on-one -on -one call with me that I call my personalized success roadmap. Now they're going to have to, it's 20 minute call with me where in 20 minutes, I'm going to focus on what's going on in their life and how to readjust to go to the level they want to go to. So meaning before they're called, they're going to have to fill in a questionnaire and take an assessment. It takes them about 10 minutes to do it because if they, and, and I'm going to be very, very upfront, their time's valuable. My time is valuable. It's not one-on-one -on -one with one of my team. It's one-on-one -on -one with me. When they schedule that call in, if I look at their questionnaire and they have not filled it in, or they've only done like one word answers, I will cancel the call because I don't have time to sit there and say, okay, tell me where you're at. Tell me what, if they do the questionnaire, they do the work in advance. I can then sit there and give them this detour is hitting you go this way this roadblock here's how you get through it or you let it stop you and i give them that success roadmap to help them go to whatever and it doesn't have to be about business it can be any area of their life 
So I love doing those. They'll be able to book that when they, um, that time in with me when they download the book. Mm, to everyone listening, I hope you see the value in this because very few people do are this generous. Thank you so much for offering that to my audience. Oh, my pleasure. Again, to all of you listening, it starts with you. You are the one in control. And if you really truly want to have a different life, I call it manifest your CEO self. It starts with you. It starts with a choice and it gets to happen right now. So battles in your hands now to everyone listening. Thank you so much. This was Robert Raymond Riopel, Triple R, straight from Alberta. <laughs> Any last words before I let you go? No, just keep being yourself. Have fun. Impact people's lives, whatever way that is that you do. And that's by being yourself. Amen. All right, guys. I'll see you next week for the next episode of The Billboard Podcast. All right, gorgeous soul, thank you so, so much for listening to another episode of The Billboard Podcast. If you find value in this episode, please go ahead and leave the show a five-star review. Not only does it allow me to keep doing my thing, but it also brings the show to more people. And if you've learned something, why don't you take your contribution one step further by sharing the episode to a friend? I remember in my own personal growth journey, I just loved when people would send me an episode that they thought was resourceful. So why don't you be that friend? Share the love, share the message, and send this episode to a friend. I thank you in advance. I'm so grateful that you're here. And now, if you'd like to, let's hop right into another episode of the Billboard Podcast.